You can either work in the business or you can work on the business. They have the knowledge and skill to be successful. Yesterday is gone and tomorrow has yet to come. Dive all in on the next chapter of your life. Hi, everyone. This is Greg Alexander, the host of the ProServe podcast, brought to you by Collective 54, the first community dedicated to the boutique professional services industry. On today's episode, we're going to talk about lead generation inside of a small services firm or an agency. And the reason why I want to have this conversation is because sometimes this term lead generation gets thrown around carelessly. And a lot of times the best practices that are available to people don't apply to services companies, only product companies, and they don't really apply to small firms that are constrained by resources. You know, they, they sound great on paper, then you go to implement them and you, need, you realize you need a million dollar budget and a team of 10. So it, it doesn't work. So we're going to dissect what is working for agencies. And we've got a great member with us today. His name is Christian Banak. This is what Christian does for a living. And he's got a lot to say about this topic. So Christian, it's good to see you. Thanks for being here. Please introduce yourself and your firm. Thanks for having me, Greg. Uh, so yeah, my name is Christian Banak. I am the founder of uh, Christian Banach LLC. We are a business development and growth consulting firm. Uh, we work with primarily advertising and marketing agencies, but we work also with P2B SaaS companies along with other professional services firm. And our job really is to help them get in the door uh, with the types of companies that they want to do business with. And that's oftentimes uh, mid-market or enterprise level businesses. Okay, so very good. So I'm going to ask you a very simple question to start with, but it's so important to get this definition correct. What is lead generation? Yeah, Greg, that's a great uh, great question. We hear a lot of that thrown around in, in different ways. To us, lead generation is really the proactive engagement of prospects to generate a predictable pipeline of opportunities to a certain segment of a target audience. That's what that means uh, to us. Okay. So proactive as as what that means is outbound outreach as opposed to just like receiving a referral or word of mouth or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, an inbound lead would be somebody who finds you through say SEO um, or through word of mouth or through yeah. referrals. But when we're talking about lead generation, it is more of a, um, uh, a proactive approach in which you're being really intentional about the types of companies uh, and the types of people within those companies that you want to connect with. Okay, perfect. Okay, so with that as our foundation, tell me how lead generation is different for agencies as opposed to product companies. Yeah, so product companies, obviously, there's a product, right? There is something tangible that somebody can hold, they can feel, they can smell, they can touch. Um, however, when you're a professional services firm, you're, uh, in most cases, selling expertise, uh, there is nothing to hold, uh, nothing to touch per se. Uh, so here, uh, you really have to demonstrate your expertise through case studies, through uh, testimonials, through research, through uh, various different ways where you can make a, a prospect believe that you know whatever problem they're so looking to solve, that you have something that could help them solve for it. Uh, so it's a little bit more challenging uh, and much more complex than you know, throwing a picture or an image up uh, on a website, somebody can click to buy. Uh, these are oftentimes 
also very much a consultative type agreements, right? So it's very customized as well. So it's much more complex than, you know, say a product. Yeah. Okay. Very good. All right. And how is lead generation different for small firms than it is for large firms? Yeah, well, the biggest thing that I see here, the large firms obviously have much more brand recognition. Uh, so if you were to do some sort of lead generation or outbound cold call or email and you work at IBM, uh, the prospect's going to immediately know who you are and what you stand for uh, versus if you're a small professional services firm and you reach out, uh, they have no idea you know, who you are. So that barrier is much greater for a professional service firm that's on the small side to break through because uh, I'm sure we're all on the receiving end of emails and cold calls from various vendors. So we've been in the, our prospect shoes. So we know what it's like. Uh, and so how do you stand out? Uh, I'm sure what the work you do is great, but how do you stand out from all the other competitors that are out there? Yep. Okay. So by the time this airs, it's going to be autumn of 2023. We're recording here the last day of August. So in that time period. So tell me tell me what's working currently and why. And then as a second part of your the question, tell me what's not working currently and why. Or if you want to do those in reverse order, that's fine too. Sure. Um, yeah, let me talk about what, what isn't working, you know, maybe first. Uh, I think a lot of people, when they think about lead generation, they really defer back to what, you know, kind of old school methods where you might get a list and you just sort of call it, uh, dialing for dollars. Or you get an email list and you blast out an email to hundreds or thousands of prospects. Uh, that used to work um, years ago. Uh, it doesn't anymore. Uh, you really have to be much more strategic and thoughtful in who you reach out to, uh, what you say to them. Uh, you have to be very personalized in your outreach to them. Uh, you can't come across as like a robot or chat GPT wrote your email. People will see right through it. Uh, so that has definitely changed. So there's a lot more effort that is involved. And what's also, um, you know, causing, you know, problems is technology itself. Uh, you know, there's these inboxes are flooded now. There's spam filters. Uh, there's robocalls that are, you know, your phones are blocking robocalls now. So technology is blocking it. So it's a lot more challenging to get through these days. Mm. On the other hand, there are certainly plenty of firms that we work with um, and others that are out there that, um, are excelling. And, and what are they doing? Well, they're kind of doing the opposite of what I just said. They are taking the time to you know, personalize their outreach communications to these different companies. They're taking more of a quality over quantity based approach. Um, what we're also seeing is more creativity in what you're reaching out with. Uh, and what I mean by that is sort of the old school way might be to you know contact a company and say, hey, we'd love to get 15 minutes on your calendar and do a demo of our product and tell you how great we are and where our office is and about our company dog. And there's no, <laughs> nobody has time for those things, right? Um, they you you really you know need to give. We call it give to get, right? You need to give value before you can expect value back. And and what you want back from them is their time, right? Their time is worth something. So we're seeing some of the more um, higher performing firms in the space. What they're doing is they're coming up with something. So maybe they have done some original research and they're going to reach out to prospects and say, hey, we've done some research into your industry. We'd love to share these insights with you on a call. Or I've seen others that are taking the approach of they might be organizing a virtual panel. Uh, and by that, I mean, is they, they pick a topic that's really a hot topic, let's say maybe AI, and they're reaching out to different senior manage, uh, senior decision makers at their target companies and saying, hey, we'd like to, or we're organizing this panel. We're getting eight thought leaders together to talk about this hot topic. 
And they're using that as sort of a Trojan horse way to start building a relationship and contacting these people. And then using that again to start building relationships. So the companies that are really doing well with this are thinking more long-term. They're thinking more about building relationships than they're thinking about short-term and transactional type lead generation. You know, one thing I would add to you, to add to your list is community participation. So something I've experienced with Collective 54, there's some of our members that are in Collective that whose businesses have exploded as a result of that because they're participating in the community. They're not selling anything, but they're in the community and people are getting exposed to them and what their expertise is and they're proactively reaching out and saying, hey, I noticed that you do X, Y, Z. I happen to have that problem. Can we chat? And it's been fantastic to see the amount of business that's been generated uh, in the community. So, And our community is only one. So the, the, the lesson for the people that are listening is there's all kinds of communities out there. And if you become a, a active participant in them and you adhere to the code of conduct, there's, there's lots of benefits that can come from that. So just another idea. Okay, next question. So who in a firm or an agency, a small firm, should own lead generation? Yeah, I, I think about this a little bit depending on, depending on the size. Yes, small agencies, but if you're under, say, 10 people, uh, you know, it can be challenging, uh, right? Because you're the founder, you're wearing a lot of different hats. You probably don't have the budget to go out there and hire somebody full-time to do this. Uh, so in that case, I think you really need to get smart about how you're prospecting, right? You're not gonna be able to do as large a volume of prospecting as maybe a, a larger firm uh, would be able to do, but there are still some really um, uh, tactical type things that you could do uh, looking at things like your website visitor ID, uh, people that are visiting your website, people are engaged with you on social media. If you have an email newsletter, who's engaging in a newsletter. So being really smart about who you reach out to uh, and strategic, um, and I think the owner can take that on, you know, in a smaller type of firm. Um, that said, uh, you know, if you want to up level and go beyond that, uh, you know, I think at that point, then usually this is on, this is maybe firms of 10 or more, you might then have somebody that's ahead of marketing or ahead of sales or, you know, something along those lines. And at that point, you know, they could potentially, you know, own this process, uh, as well. Uh, the challenge there is I see uh, a lot of these firms is when you hire, say a VP of sales. Um, they may not want to do the prospecting. They may think that that's maybe lower level type work for them. And they want to be in the pitch and the close and get the deal signed. So sometimes it's hard to, you know, motivate those folks to, to do that type of work. Um, but, but I will say, you know, if you're a small firm, you need to push your, your team to do that. And, and you might want to look beyond just those people too. How do you involve maybe others within your team, you know, to be involved in this as well. Um, you know, there are certainly you can go out and hire more of a, a junior business development uh, representative. That's certainly something to explore. Um, or, you know, you may want to explore outsourcing, um, you know, essentially what we do. Uh, but with a firm like ours, you know, you're able to get the technology, you get the tools, you get the people, you kind of get everything, you know, all in one, which is, you know, generally for smaller firms, uh, you know, they can't afford all of those different elements. But by outsourcing, that is certainly a possibility uh, for growth as well. You know, at Collective 54, one of our features is the ProServe benchmark, and that's where we collect uh, operational and financial metrics from our members. And we're always looking at kind of the firms that are doing really well in comparison to the average, what are they doing differently? And, and not to just give you a blatant plug here, but I can tell you that as it relates to lead gen, the firms that are doing better than average typically outsource it. 
And the reason why they outsource it is because it's not core to who they are and what they do. And the idea of hiring these people and training them and retaining them, um, installing all the instrumentation and all the tech, it's, there's a lot. And it's a very specialized skill. So, you know, spending money and having an expert do that for you, it would be my recommendation that uh, to those that are listening. All right, you, you talked about obstacles to success, so let's go there next. So I'm a, I'm a small agency or a consulting firm of some kind. Maybe I'm 25 people or something along those lines, and you're right, I realize I need to do lead gen because I want that predictable pipeline. That's the thing that's eluding me. What are the obstacles to success? So a couple things. So if you're a size of 25 people, uh, if you've grown primarily through more word of mouth and referrals, what we oftentimes see is that you sometimes still don't have your value propositions and your ideal company profile really nailed down yet at times, right? And you've kind of taken what have come in through the door, which is fine, which as you should. Um, but when you're going outbound, you really need to be very specific and you have to have a niche that you're going after. Just to come out and say, hey, we do marketing and we'd love to work with you isn't enough. you got to really zero in on specific problems that you can solve for clients. So a lot of the companies that we work with initially, that's what we're doing with them to start off. We don't just start off sending out emails or making cold calls for them. It's really getting clear on their go-to-market from an outbound perspective because that is a, a different lens to think about it. So to me, that is probably the number one challenge um, mm -hmm. is then also changing the mindset uh, and wanting them to specialize in something, because if you don't, you're not going to see success uh, without bound. Mm -hmm. Okay, very good. So the flip side of that question is, let's say that I do this and it works. What's the payoff? The payoff is really scalable and predictable growth. Uh, what we work with our clients on and, and anyone that really uh, you know implements a program like this is you will eventually start to know the metrics. The metrics meaning how many outreaches do I need to do to land a meeting on average? And then of those meetings I get, what percentage do I convert to an opportunity? Which one of those, what percentage of those opportunities convert into new business wins? Mm. When you start to know those numbers, you have that predictability. So if you're looking to, you know, grow double in, reven in revenue next year, you will know, all right, I need to do this many outreaches to get to that point and to get to that, those number of wins that I'm going to need. If you get very busy and you can't take on more clients, you could pull that back. So, you know, we're, it's not uncommon, you know, to see, uh, you know, clients of ours, you know, getting a 10x, you know, ROI on their investment. Um, but it does take time. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. outbound sales cycles are longer than inbound sales cycles. That is another mindset shift that people have to take. So if your sales cycle is six months on an inbound lead, it's going to be longer for outbound. So mm -hmm. you still have to give it enough time in order to start to learn those metrics and then be able to dial it up or dial it down as needed. You know, one thing I would add to that is uh, what we're seeing is a decline in referral generation. And the reason for that is because the world has gone to remote work. Word of mouth and referral generation is impacted greatly by geographic density and face-to-face -face interaction. You know, so back in the day, you'd go to a networking event and, you know, you'd meet 10, 15 people and there was all kinds of introductions and referrals happen kind of naturally. That's the way humans spread B2B brands. It's face-to-face, -face, I share something with you. Oh, that's interesting. Tell me more kind of thing. Well, we're not doing that anymore. We're not doing that nearly enough. 
So the referral rate has gone down, and that's been the bread and butter for most of the professional services firms. So if if you are experiencing a decline in referrals, I hope you're not, but if you are, two things. Try to re-engage in in-person networking as much as possible. There's fewer opportunities, but you can do that. And then add you know, outbound lead generation to your mix as part of your marketing strategy because something's got to replace those lost referrals. And what we talked to Christian about today is one uh, possible replacement for that decline in referrals. All right, Christian, we're out of our time here uh, today, but uh, it's great to have you in the community. Your ex- expertise is very relevant because you focus on lead gen for small agencies, which is what we're comprised of. So it was wonderful to hear what you had to say today. I very much look forward to our Q&A session, which we'll have in a few weeks. So on behalf of the members, thanks for being here. Thank you, Greg. It's been a pleasure. All right, we got three calls to action. So if you're a member, look for the meeting invite when you'll get a chance to attend Christian sessions and you can ask your questions directly of him. If you're not a member and you want to become one, go to collective54.com and apply. And the membership committee will consider your application and get in contact with you. And if you just want to learn more, go to Amazon and find my book. It's titled The Boutique, How to Start, Scale, and Sell a Professional Services Firm. And we talk about subjects like this and, and many more. Okay, until next time, I wish you the best of luck as you try to grow, scale, and exit your firm. 